Hi, welcome to another episode of Paul Don Power, Power System Designs Podcast on the latest in power and power design. I'm your host, Alex Paul, and today I've got John Day, and I'm here at the microchip booth at APEC 2015. Hi, John. Welcome to the show. Thanks, Alex. Uh, thanks for dropping by. Really having a lot of fun here. That's cool. How's the show been for you guys? It's been great. I uh, had uh, quite a few um, really, really interesting customers drop by uh, talking about um, various, uh, you know, digital power applications that they're uh, that they're trying to solve and uh, some of the new, like, uh, mixed signal uh, types of products we've had a chance to engage with them. So, uh, so I think it's been very fruitful for us. Excellent. Well, you know, one of the things I've always noticed about the buzzwords like Internet of Things and such is there's the buzz and then there's the reality. It's the talking and the doing. What are you guys doing here? Yeah, you know, one of the things I think that we've uh, that we've watched is uh, a lot of um, um, real analog design experts that are uh, making their transitions to uh, to digital approaches. And um, I think the first area that we've seen a lot of um, embracing is uh, mixing a microcontroller, which has all of its programmability and flexibility, can you know talk on buses and do all kinds of intelligent things, and mixing that with a conventional analog uh, switch mode power supply, where it's all in a single chip. And so, uh, so that's been a nice, easy transition, I think, for customers to embrace a uh, to embrace a, a digital approach, and that allows them to do like a single chip battery charger or do some of the more advanced LED lighting. In fact, we're showing a couple of customer demonstrations of uh, that here. So excellent. Well, I've I said, and I've maintained for quite a long time, is power sexy again? Mm. And. Um, what that really means is it's it's a it's not about power really it's about energy management it's it's not how big the battery is it's how long you can run from it you follow that's right yeah it's not how big the pipe is it's what's your quiescent current you know there's there's two aspects to that and I, and I agree that power efficiency is a is a driving factor in so many designs today the first is as you very very correctly stated is uh, the portable world we live in you know the IOT wearables um, you know our cell phones we carry in our pockets and um, every one of those designs is trying to optimize. They want the smallest battery possible, lightest weight, longest battery lifetime. Everybody's judged on that. So uh, we've put a ton of effort into things like LDOs and switchers and more just the analog space. Uh, we've got some of the world's like lowest power op amps, for example, and you know lowest power temp sensors and, and lowest quiescent current LDOs. Those are areas we put a ton of R&D into because we, we recognize that uh, as an option. Excellent, John, because the thing is, but then also I want to stress, it, the Internet of Things isn't just portable stuff. There are a lot of huge tethered apps. I mean, yeah. things like your lights built into your ceiling, your refrigerator, your whatever. I mean, anything that can be electrically controlled is part can be part of the Internet of Things, right? That, yeah, I'll tell you something really funny. The IoT is not just what you have in your house. There's a whole server farm that's sitting out in, uh, you know, uh, New Zealand or some such place. Uh, and, um, and interestingly enough, um, those server farms have all kinds of power requirements. Like, they want to have maximum efficiency. They The servers do, like, load balance. So they actually look at like how much load is happening, you know, how many Google searches are occurring, and they'll like shut down one server and power up another, and they're they're doing that balancing. Believe it or not, of all things, by measuring the AC power that the servers are actually consuming. So the, all these servers that are out there are now transitioning to a mode where they're measuring the AC power that they're consuming themselves, and then they're making intelligent AI decisions on whether they power themselves up or down, and they do all load leveling based on optimizing overall system uh, power consumption. Uh, so that's a really, that's a real paradigm shift 
Yeah. And, and a very cool technology. It really is. Yeah. So so we're seeing. So that's an area where um, you know. So when folks like you know, there's all the conventional analog power that we all know and love, and then sort of integrating that with a microcontroller, where you sort of have a single chip solution for that. But a lot of the more advanced users, people doing those server power supply designs, they're going with more digital approaches because um, you know, in a digital approach, you get things like the AC power consumption for free. It's something you're measuring on the primary side anyway. It allows you to do much more adaptive algorithms for example, like uh, wireless you talked about, IoT, um, there's a huge advantages in um, what's called envelope tracking, where uh, depending on, you know, as you're, you change your, your, tra- your, your uh, voltage on the power amplifier based on the amount of transmit power, realized transmit power that you want, and you do that dynamically. And in doing so, you can improve your efficiency of, like, Wi-Fi routers, uh, cell phones and such. Um, you can improve it by, like, you know, 60, 70 percent. I mean, it's a huge improvement. So. Huge improvement. Yeah, that's, a, that's, a, that's a definitely a technology changer. And, and that's the kind of thing that, like, digital power allows you to do because, um, you know, you know that, hey, I'm about to go into or need more power at this point, so you can very rapidly um, change the output voltage without overshoot. You can. Um, there's some new nonlinear algorithms. In fact, I, I met with um, several companies who are using our um, DSPIC family today um, that, are, that have developed these nonlinear uh, control algorithms, and um, they're pretty fascinating because they're agile enough to automatically adjust for um, output capacitance and ESR and a lot of the things that plague digital power designers, you know, in other words, getting compensators that behave in a stable way, and um, they've developed some, you know, some techniques to, uh, to address that. So, uh, um, so, there, so there's some folks that definitely to see here, you know, beyond just microchip on some new technology that is really the algorithms, the nonlinear algorithms that are running on our, our DSPIC micros uh, for digital power applications. Well, very cool, and nice to give a shout out to other people as well. Um, why don't you show us, a, what are a couple of the highlights here at the booth? Yeah, yeah, I'd like to show you a couple of them. Uh, first thing is, um, about a year ago, I think uh, we uh, we introduced uh, this uh, really revolutionary uh, mixed signal digital power. It's a conventional analog switch mode power supply controller that can be a booster, a buck, or SEPIC, a lot of the standard um, topologies. Built-in MOSFET drivers, references, everything you'd expect. Plus a, a standard microcontroller with I2C, so it can do SM bus, and, and uh, totally programmable. So we introduced that about a year ago or so, and uh, we thought, oh, it's going to be super success in buck converters. And yeah, we won our uh, our share of designs there, but oddly enough, we won even more designs in LED lighting and battery chargers of all things, because customers recognized that they were uh, throwing microcontrollers on their designs in order to do some, you know, maybe some networking or some intelligent, you know, intelligent control, you know, dimming that type of thing for their LEDs, and they also had a switch mode power supply there too, and they saw what we were doing there, and they said, ah, oh, it's single chip now, and same thing with the battery charger. So now it's like, hey, I need a switch mode power supply to do constant current or constant voltage, but I need a micro to be able to switch modes and deal with charge termination and all that stuff. So I can put all that intelligence in the switch mode power supply controller, and it's just C code, right? So they can do however they want to. So um, so we're showing a couple customer apps here that um, I'm not sure we fully envisioned when we first introduced this part, so it kind of shows you just the innovation that our customers have. Well, I've, I've always maintained that if you show a solution to a group of engineers, you're going to hear several applications you never thought of. <laughs> you bet, absolutely. And I, I love learning from customers. In fact, uh, you know, that's my, uh, my favorite aspect of this job, quite frankly. So. It's one of the things I love about it, too. <laughs> absolutely. So over here we're showing, um, these are a series of uh, reference designs, and uh, um, these are all uh, full digital reference designs implementing a lot of the key technology 
challenges the customers are facing. Um, there's uh, PFC, you know, power factor correction. There's uh, a new platinum AC to DC, which is the new standard for all of these server type things. This is a 700 watt, you know, 12 volt AC to DC. Complete reference design that we're offering here. The solar inverter, everybody loves solar, you know, the green technology. So this is a grid-tied microinverter. So these are all for the standalone panels that you might have on your roof. And, um, and then we have a LED example. Why not? We'll stick with LED lighting. Um, and one of the things that's really interesting is we just introduced a uh, starter kit for digital power. And um, that can be uh, configured to be a boost or a buck converter. We've got a bunch of design examples for that. And um, that's very helpful for customers. They're just getting their feet wet. So that way it's something that won't catch on fire. Uh, you know, it's all protected. And it's got, you know, load transients and all that kind of thing all built into it. And so customers can, you know, connect a scope to it, download code. We have, um, um, we have some really, really cool tools in that. I think you'll see coming from us. So stay tuned next month or so. You'll see some, like, really cool stuff that'll be tied into this. And in fact, after those tools get introduced, we're going to do a, a three-day intensive digital power workshop that we're going to do in June for our customers with that board. So it'll explain all of the, how to do the, uh, the um, to compensator design, how to measure its performance, and, and how to optimize it. So we'll be going that as well. So we'll be using all those new tools for that as well. So. Very cool. Um, so over here we have... Uh, We've had uh, quite a few, you know, digital power is a funny thing. We talked about Internet of Things and, you know, the phone that you're carrying in your pocket and such. But uh, guess what? The car you're driving is full of digital power everywhere. And so it's everything from, you know, hybrids with, you know, these high-voltage battery packs, you know, buck converters down to reasonable voltages for accessories. Well, digital power has made it as far down as, uh, of all things, uh, taillights and turn signals and such. And um, here's an example of a design when we uh, we have. This is on a Audi Q series uh, vehicle. And... Uh, this is showing, it's a pretty unique technique. Um, we acquired a uh, company called Supertex, which had some really interesting technology, all this high voltage LED drive technology. And one of the things that's unique about it is it has the ability of doing um, constant current into a string of LEDs. And then if you want to dim the LEDs or you want to adjust the input voltage, then um, it'll automatically like push the current through different segments of the LEDs and sequence that around. And so what that allows you to do in a normal, like, a, say if you're doing a fluorescent tube LED lamp, uh, you know, we're all familiar with fluorescent tubes, um, you can now do a transformerless, no capacitor, no inductors, nothing. It's just literally this part. Nice. And a bridge rectifier, it's all you need. Um, so your schematic on your arm would uh, show the customers <laughs> how to do the uh, bridge rectifier. And, uh, and so eliminate that transformer on your arm, pop this part in there, and, uh, and you're set. And it will automatically, uh, it's power factor corrected, so it's measuring the AC um, waveform coming in, and it automatically like turns on just one LED string when the voltage is low, and then two when the voltage is higher, and three when the voltage is higher than that, and then the whole string when you hit peak voltage. Nice. And then it sequences it around. So that way you don't see some LEDs that are brighter than others. And um, so we're using this technique actually here. So this isn't even an AC application, but we're using a pick to adjust the voltage and constant current. And then by we know how this works, and so we're sort of using that technique where this is um, current managing that, and we can do things like... A, dynamically flash it. And dynamically flash it, you bet. Very exactly nice. So um, last demo we have set up over here is... Uh, we'll always save the best for... Not necessarily the best but the funnest for last. And uh, this is a, an example of kind of a merging of technologies. Uh, power over Ethernet, so we're getting all of our... Um 
power through the you know Ethernet cables themselves. All of our communications is through Ethernet. So we talked about IoT, and this is certainly an example of that. And um, so what we have is a set of um, LED lamps that are all being controlled by uh, one of our PIC micros that is sitting on Ethernet. We're using UDP, um, pretty simple, you know, so that way you're on your own LAN side. And then we're using, in this case, we're using some really cool um, gesture detect. Um, IP, it's a, it's a, we call it Jest IC. It's a single chip that does 3D capacitive um, sensing. And uh, all you have is just an FR4 board, or you can do it with a flex circuit, whatever you feel like. And, um, and then that sensor can tell where your hand or finger is, and then it looks for 3D transi- translations of that. In other words, where has the movement occurred? And it compares that against known gestures, like flicks or twisting your finger around. And if it matches, then it registers that as a gesture. And so uh, so it handles everything. It's all completely internal. So you have like an I2C bus, and then you get a register that indicates which gestures have been detected, and then you can take action on them. So um, so in this case, we'll, we'll show you an example of that right now. You can see these LEDs are, are all bright. No, I, I, 